Hello, my name's Tom Boone. And I'm Joanna Bailey. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we'll give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Here's what we have for you this week. Coming up today, we're diving into the goings-on at the Paris Air Show, with Tom reporting live from Le Bourget. That's right. We'll look at the orders from the air show so far, and I'll give you a flavour of what things are like on the ground here. It's been a big week in Paris with plenty of announcements, so sit back and enjoy as we fill you in on all the latest updates. So now you know what's in store, let's get on with the show. And Joe, um, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I wanted to start with Airbus. Um, We will come to Boeing later. We're not biased here. Um, So just before we get into that, um, I just wanted to mention my brief disappointment because before the air show even started, Tom went along to a briefing with Riyadh Air, who said categorically there would be no more orders at the Paris air show, which was a shame because I was kind of hoping for narrow bodies. Apparently, they've not decided between Boeing and Airbus yet. Yeah, I mean, they had some other fun stuff, um, which I might talk about a bit later. (laughs) Cool. um, Cool. Yeah. <laughs> My inkling is they're saving that particular order announcement for Dubai. So uh, so nothing from those guys this year, but, you know, maybe later in the year. Anyway, back to Airbus. So they kicked off the show nice and early on day one um, with an order from Air Mauritius. Um, they committed for another three Airbus A350s. They've already got four in the fleet, so they're going to be flying seven of the type eventually. Um, Flynas stepped up next. They firmed up an order for 30 new Airbus A320 Neo family aircraft. Excitingly, that order also included 10 A321XLRs, showing that Flynas is preparing to go a bit further than it currently does in the future. Um, Salomair leased a trio of A330neos on day one, but that was from Avalon, so it doesn't really go down as an Airbus order. Um, there was a real mega order, but I'll leave it to Tom to fill you in about that in a moment. So moving on to day two, early in the morning, Qantas finalised an order for nine additional A220s. Um, Of course, they're set to replace the Boeing 717 fleet in the future, but these nine are over and above the 20 A220s that it ordered up earlier in the year. So quite a sizable fleet building up down there. Um, Philippine Airlines also firmed up an order for nine A350-1000s. This wasn't exactly new because it was announced in May, but of course it was signed and celebrated during the show. Um, Also during day two, our journalist Sumit Singh attended a roundtable with Qatar's chief and of course his excellency. Akbar Al-Baker. Um, during the conversation, Al-Baker revealed the fate of the A380. Um, sorry to tell you, Tom, but his comment was that over a period of time, we will ground them again. Out of mm-hmm. 10, only eight are now back in service. Two are still on the ground and we don't intend to use them. The A380 will be phased out as we receive new airplanes. The A350s were always for fleet replacement. So the A380s will come out gradually over a couple of years time. So sorry about that, Tom. No more A380s in Qatar. (laughs) It does seem that the relationship between Qatar and Airbus is healing. Al-Baka noted that they are on very good terms with Airbus now. Um, But this doesn't extend to keeping the super jumbo any longer. Day three, of course, kicked off with an order for A320neos. That was from um, Lisa Avalon. Avalon has been really busy, which uh, we'll come to in a minute because they did some stuff with Boeing as well. It was a memorandum of understanding, so it will need to be firmed up at some point in the future. Um, The MOU was signed for just the A330-900, but Avalon did say it could exchange some of the order for the Dash 800 if the market Mm. demanded it. 
Um, but for Christian Scherer, who is Airbus's CCO, the order for the 900 was very welcome. As he said, we like selling large aeroplanes rather than small aeroplanes. So we're happier selling a 900 than an 800. Well, good to know. Um, he also <laughs> noted that as part of this announcement, Avalon is also switching up some of its orders for A320neos to the larger A321neo. And he said this reflects a trend for airlines to target larger aircraft overall. Um, but of course, not all airlines want to go big. Um, for an African airline called Tag Angola, the smallest Airbus, the A220 is its future. Uh, the announcements from this airline were incredibly confusing. I think you'll agree, Tom, because yeah. it decided to announce each of its leasing deals separately on different days of the show for each one. So um, to summarise, you'll remember maybe that they ordered six A220s back in um uh, July 18th, Farnborough Air mm. Show 2022. So this week they've added four on day one of the Paris Air Show from ACG, three on day two of the Paris Air Show from Azora, and two from um, NAC on day three of the Paris Air Show. We're on day four now. It remains to be so seen. So who are they going to play fun with? <laughs> <laughs> if Tag Angola is having a, a one aircraft deal today, but it was it was a very funny way to announce that it was adding you know nine aircraft to its fleet. But anyway, um, it will mean that they're flying, I think it's up to 14 A220s now. I'm kind of losing count. It's all very confusing. Anyway, mm. I'm going to hand over to you because I haven't mentioned the biggest Airbus deal of the show. Um, and I'm sure you'd love to talk about that. I would. Um, and actually, I can talk a bit. I, I think it's quite a good one because I was I was sat in the room. Um, so I, I can really talk about what happened. So, um, yeah, we got this... Um, Notification that Airbus would be holding a commercial customer announcement at four o'clock or so on Monday. And um, that was really the only one we were expecting, I think, uh, from them uh, that day. But obviously, the rumors for the last couple of days had been that Indigo was going to place this huge order. Um, the funny thing was, you know, I was stood on the balcony uh, watching the, the 777X fly um, on the Airbus balcony because. <laughs> um, and I looked down and I was just um, saw some cabin crew and I said to Summit whose cabin crew is that um, and he didn't know and then I saw one of their name badges said Indigo <laughs> I was like oh it's coming <laughs> um, so anyway I went into the press conference and this is the busiest press conference I'd seen at the whole show. There was standing room only. Um, thankfully, I got to sit quite close to the front, which was quite nice. But then, um, you know, we sat down and they have these little screens that show the names of who's sitting behind each um, or in each place. And um, Guillaume Fauri uh, very briefly changed his name by sitting in the wrong place. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, as soon as we got in there, we saw it. The, the, the sign said Peter Elbers. And you may remember that he went across to Indigo from, uh, I think it was KLM um, earlier this year. So we were like, okay, Indigo. But, you know, at this point, we still didn't know what aircraft, how many, you know, that could have been a complete red herring saying 500 A320s and they could have gone for like 25 350s, for example. Um, turns out it wasn't a red herring. Um, we were there and they ordered 500 a320 family aircraft so they now have ordered 1330 aircraft Ooh, in total that's um, insane i need to uh, verify the numbers but i believe this is the biggest single aircraft order that has been placed um behind uh, just in front of air india with 470 earlier this year um 
but also just for one single family, it's insane. Um, although, you know, uh, Turkish might uh, is rumored to be beating this later in the year, but we'll watch this space. Um, so yeah, it was quite interesting because, you know, there was the usual Q&A. Um, our friend Christian Scherer noted, you can imagine how proud this moment is for all of us at Airbus, and truthfully, for me personally, to be sitting here in such great company. It's been 18 years from nothing to where Indigo is today. And of course, we at Airbus are just incredibly, incredibly gratified and proud of this association that has brought democratization of air travel to India. Now, I noticed when he said here in such great company, I think he was referring to myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, but no, it was um, the other interesting thing was that a couple of people asked um, Peter Elbers, you know, you've got these triple sevens from um, um Turkish Airlines, you know, uh, are we going to see a triple seven order from from you guys? And he was um, very, very, you know, he was just kept saying, "Let's focus on this. This is a great achievement." Why? So he didn't it was exactly almost, say yeah. no. <laughs> he didn't say no, but it just seemed it, it almost seemed like he was annoyed that people were more interested in that than the five hundred planes. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's kind of kind of where where we went there. So. Um, According to Airbus's latest uh, order book um, that would have been published at the end of May, um, they have 274 operational aircraft now, um, 21 COs, uh, A320 COs, 166 A320 NEOs, two A321 COs, and 85 A321 NEOs. But you can imagine over the next years, this fleet is going to balloon ridiculously. Of course, I, the yeah, these, these planes are quite a way out from being delivered, though, so they've got some time. Mm. Well, it's uh, it's not over yet, as they say. Um, we're still on day four of the Paris Air Show as we're recording, so maybe there's time mm. for that wide-body order yet. Um, but we don't know, so moving on to the things we do know, I want to talk about how Boeing's air show went. Um, so some of the pre-air show announcements were interesting that I'll go into first. Um, Boeing teased the development of a Dreamliner-based freighter. Um, you know, Stan Deal was talking actually to Tom again and said that we've got a product of development study looking at what's next. You can imagine there's all sorts of studies on that. But we've got this really great airplane called the 787 that would make a nice derivative. And it has very, very efficient Gen X or Trent 1000 engines. So that's where you should be thinking when we look into the future. So, you know, not saying anything's coming imminently, but I do think um, it's definitely on the table. But sticking on the topic of freighters, at present, you know, Boeing's still making the 767F. Um, but mm. come 2027, that aircraft will not meet IKO regulations on emission standards. So that kind of threatens the ongoing production of the type. But Stan Deal said that Boeing is planning to seek an exemption for the aircraft so that they can keep producing it beyond 2027. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Anyway, into the air show. So day one of the air show, well, actually, Boeing came away with nil point. Not, not a great position considering the amazing day one that Airbus had. Um, day two was a bit better. So there were orders, thank God. First of all was China Airlines, which added 8787 Dreamliners. This takes the airline to 24 Dreamliners on order. Most of them are the Dash 9. But as part of the announcement at the air show, it did upgauge six of these to the larger Dash 10. Um, mm. However, 
of this wasn't really a new order. This was a firming up of an already announced commitment. So, but still, you know, celebrations, good headlines, that's all good. Almost straight after Order One came Order Two. Um, this was from Air Algeri, which added eight 737 MAX 9s as well as a pair of 737 Boeing converted freighters. However, this wasn't exactly a new order either, because these mm. numbers have been reported on Boeing's order book for quite some time under the unidentified customer category. Um, so again, reveals good headlines, but not really new money for Boeing. The hat trick for Boeing, and what I think was actually the only <laughs> brand new order for the the air, the manufacturer um, was from Avalon, who I said earlier was having a very busy air show. They placed mm. a significant order for 4737 MAX 8. And in fact, all three of these orders came before lunchtime on day two. So Boeing was having a flying start. Uh, but that was pretty much it. Um, Boeing did announce some updates for its Cascade Sustainable Aviation data platform. In particular, it's added a SAF tracker, which is designed to show what sustainable aviation fuel commitments have been made for production and where in the world those are going to be. Um, not groundbreaking, but probably a very useful tool for the future. Uh, day three did bring with it news of a launch customer for the 737 MAX 7 in Europe. Uh, that will be Luxair. The airline placed an order for four of the type, which will add to its four MAX 8s that it ordered earlier in, this, in the year. And then towards the end of day three, a Cathair stepped up with an order, but it was nothing like the massive commitment it placed with Boeing before. Just four more Max aircraft were added to its order book, bringing its total count to 76 airplanes, 53 of which will be the high capacity Ryanair-designed Max 200. Um, so, so far, that's been Boeing's air show. It's not been incredible um but like i say we are on day four so you know still could be things yet what do you think tom i don't know well this this kind of leads me into my next point about what's going on at the air show but um you know i it, it, today is not the the day at the air show i think it's it's started off very rainy i don't think my feet are going to dry until i'm back home in frankfurt tonight you <laughs> <I> know, know. <laughs> um but the mood there's just a different mood at the show today it doesn't really seem like um there's anything planned but you know never say never or um as as we like to say because last year we were surprised with that uh, last minute qatar order from al baker on the last day so you know definitely watch the space but it doesn't seem like there will be anything i as far as i could see uh, airbus didn't even bother uh, producing a media plan for today so <laughs> just nothing's um, going on fill your boots guys yeah. do what you like have a wander yeah, around look at some planes <laughs> and boeing's one today was just like you can tour the plane at this time and this time so you know there's no there's nothing scheduled but watch this space um quickly on the air algeria order i just wanted to add um, that i think is an interesting tidbit obviously at the start of the month they placed an airbus wide body order um so I asked, you know, are you in discussions with Boeing on wide bodies? Um, um, the guy kind of gave this cryptic answer that was kind of, it didn't, it wasn't no or yes, but it was kind of like, we're open to all options. But the, the thing I noticed was that Stan Deal had a massive grin on his face when I asked this. So um, <laughs> that kind of just hints to me that there's, there's at least Something. discussions going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a bit about the air show, you know, it's, it's been an interesting one. It's, um, the first day was was very bizarre because everyone was expecting day one to be really busy. And, you know, we had the headline order from Indigo, but 
it actually got off to quite a slow start. And people, you know, uh, uh, the common theme of chatting to other press was, you know, what's going on? We were expecting to be running all over the place. And it's actually been um, been quite okay. And actually, it turned out that Tuesday uh, was the real busy day in the end. Um, so that that was uh, interesting. But, you know, it's, it's always great to be at these events because you see all, you get to see all the planes. But, you know, the one thing that... Uh, has also been commented by several people I've been chatting to at this show is there's just not much new to see, you know, triple seven X. I haven't even been on it this time. You know, I've been on it in Farmer and Dubai. There's, it's, at this point, there's not really much to see. The one standout for me was that I got to see the A321 XLR in person for the first time. Um, but, you know, the, the, there's been a bit of a lack of, real interesting substance this this time i would say um, i think i'd have been excited to see the riyadh airplane with its nice yeah. livery in the flesh but it is just a dreamliner at the end of the day and we see loads of those every time we go to heathrow <laughs> that's an interesting one because i've seen it i've walked past it many times this week and i've just been a bit like hmm, you know it's a nice livery but so so but i actually got real up close to it this morning and up close, I really, you know, it really did it justice, I think. Um, I have some interesting stuff to report from Riyadh Air, nothing groundbreaking, but um, watch this space because that's not quite ready to go yet. Um, because, But that's the other thing that I love about the air show. It's just such a melting pot of everyone in aviation. Uh, chatting to um, airline executives, to other journalists, just to people who are interested in in aviation. So, And um, shout out to all of the people who have told me they listen to the podcast. Um, Wednesday, you know, we didn't have so many headline orders, but it was still a busy day. There was quite a lot to tick off. Um, I think for me, the highlight yesterday, though, um, was the launch of the A350 freight delivery. Um, oh yes, <laughs> um, because we we've been told that was coming in Paris, and then Airbus was just quite hush hush about it. So I said, you know, what's going on with this? And the, then it turned out there was a ceremony. So we went to the ceremony, um, and I we got to chat to the winners. Um, you know what 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 their inspiration was. That was that was really fun. Um, in the evening, there was also a lovely. Uh, I can't talk good about Air, Airbus with not, without being good to Boeing. Uh, Boeing had a lovely reception for the media, um, which is always nice. And you know, today has been, um, as I said, a bit, it's been a bit of a washout. It's it's rainy, it's cold. Um, lots of people, I think, you know, haven't shown up. The traffic to get into the show. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was horrific, and today it was non-existent. So, um, you know, like I say, you know, never say never, but today has been a bit of a slow day, but that's allowed me to go out and meet some people. Um, we got to see Gulfstream and step on board the uh, G700, and also um, shout out to uh, Collins Aeros uh, Aerospace and Raytheon. Um, they gave me a, t uh, a talk about their new one megawatt um, electric generator and the cool stuff that they're doing in aviation and do you want to know the best thing go on they gave me an umbrella <laughs> i'm glad someone's looking after you tom <laughs> yeah well i'm um, no, but that's the thing everyone's looking after me it's lovely uh but you know it's it's there's 
honestly, so much has happened this week. I can't go do it justice on the podcast. So if you're interested, please do follow our, our uh, coverage online because there is so many, so, so many interesting stories, not even just this week, but, you know, non-newsy, more feature stuff will be coming out slowly over the next couple of weeks. And that is also going to be a real treat for readers, I think. Definitely, definitely. And uh, if you want to see that A350F competition livery design winner, um, do have a look on the side. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool, actually. It's like a, it's like a, um, it's been designed on a box, hasn't it? And Mm. I particularly like that the cargo freight door um, says it's got kind of the, it's like made out of cardboard or it's meant to look like cardboard. And then it's got the yellow and black tape around it. And it says Mm. open here for business. I thought that was really clever. So uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see that in real life i think that's next year isn't it yeah it should be um this is i believe the livery that is going to be on the first aircraft that they make so when it takes its first flight in 2024 it should be in this livery cool which again i think is cool because usually you just have the standard airbus or boeing house livery for the first flight cool cool i think that is very cool and apparently the winners get to go and watch it taking off on its first flight anyway yeah. back to hopefully paris. me too <laughs> yeah hopefully me too <laughs> um so back to paris of course airbus and boeing aren't the only airplane manufacturers in the world you might think so sometimes but really? uh, they are not um and some of the other manufacturers actually had some really good um announcements at the show so for example de havilland relaunched a new and improved version of the twin otter I was so excited to see this. You know, the Twin Otters are fabulous aircraft. So they call it the DHC-6 Classic 300-G. And if you can remember all that, you're better than me. I had to write it down so that I could I've remember I've already how to forgotten say it. and you've just said it. <laughs> so they also revealed purchase agreements and letters of intent for an initial 45 aircraft. Um, they shared later in the day that the first customer for the new Twin Otter will be Jetcraft Commercial. That's the sales and leasing specialist um, who actually I'll be talking to next week. So excited to dive into the Twin mm. Otter purchase. Uh, they're just buying 10 of the new models with deliveries to begin in 2024. Um, so you mentioned the Gulfstream G700 there. Of course, that is actually going to Qatar Airways Executive and they're, they're going to be the first airline to offer the G700 for VIP guests. Um, I kind of watched a lot because they were live streaming it on uh, YouTube mm. <laughs> um, and I was delighted I to see that there was a there was a public there was like a media gathering around the airplane with a string quartet playing in the background so <laughs> that was a first for me <laughs> yeah well I that was int- it was interesting but um yeah <laughs> yeah anyway um so other manufacturers all electric av- aviation oh, Sorry, speak again. All-electric aircraft manufacturer Eviation announced on Tuesday that it has signed a letter of intent for up to 50 planes with Miami-based Aerolease. Um, Alice, of course, is the name of the aeroplane, and it flew for the first time last year. Apparently, it's Mm. now secured more than $4 billion worth of orders and commitments, so good for them. Um, French turboprop manufacturer ATR revealed 22 firm orders for its latest generation aircraft alongside a couple of options. So there were six 72-600s ordered by Taiwanese carrier Mandarin Airlines, two in an all-business class configuration for Bajaya Air, three 72-600 for Azul and two options for them as well, and then 11 orders that were going to undisclosed customers, mostly for the 72-600, but three also for the 42-600. 
Embraer had a good air show, of course, and they always do very well. They signed agreements for 32 E2 and E175 aircraft on the second day of Paris. Um, they announced deals with Azora, American Airlines for Envoy Air, and Binta Canarias. They also <clears> had a bunch of other announcements. Embraer liked to do like a big press conference and announce everything all in one go. So you really kind of and struggled right to... right after one after the other, it was bang, bang, bang. Yeah, it, they did the same to us in Farnborough. It's like, which one <clears> do I run? Because they're all kind of cool. Um, so they included, you know, sale and leaseback deals, some new seating options for the E2, um, much, much more. Uh, Embraer also... With Lanzhou Aviation Industry Development Group, which is a Chinese company, um, for 20 mm. E190 and E195 passenger to freight conversions. So they did also say that the initial ones will be converted in Brazil, but that they're making plans to ensure that the later units can be converted in China. So cool outsourcing going on at Embraer there. Um, mm. A company that we love to follow is Boom Supersonic. Uh, finally, they've revealed some important details um, about the Overture jet, including, importantly, the engine, um, the Symphony engine that they're developing. They also told us about their key systems configurations, supplier details, triple redundant hydraulics, landing gear, gear compatibility on over 600 routes worldwide. So still, you know, nothing kind of concrete, but definitely some deals being done to bring that plane to market. Uh, EV toll company, that's an electric vertical takeoff and landing plane or aircraft, should I say, because it's not a plane, it's like a like a big drone, mm. really. Anyway, Evair Mobility, which has been spun out from Embraer some time ago, announced on Tuesday that it had signed up for 50 jets, uh, 50 jets, 50 EV tolls with Widero Zero, which is um, kind of Widero's own sustainability arm. Uh, they also announced that there are 30 of the aircraft going to Nordic Aviation Capital, which is an aircraft leasing company. And that wasn't the only kind of new or electric plane manufacturer that did well. Uh, French advanced air mobility startup Aura Aero has um, signed up to provide its electric regional airliner or ERA aircraft um, to a couple of companies. There was um, Gabon-based Afrojet, which signed for multiple ERAs, although they didn't say like how many. It could be two or it could be 200. Who knows? Mm. Um, it also signed for three aircraft with Philippine-based Air Asian Aerospace, which is its first deal in Asia. Um, overall, the plane has more than 300 orders and commitments and is expected to enter service in 2030. Um, the last one I wanted to talk about was Zero Avia, who have signed up with a company called Green Aero Lease. Um, Green Aero Lease is a specialist leaser intending to supply things like EV tolls and electric planes and hydrogen planes to airlines. Um, so Zero Avia obviously doesn't make planes, but Green Aero Lease wanted to buy its engines, the hydrogen mm. electric engines it develops. So um, specifically, Green Aero Lease intends to supply them to a French airline called Finisterre. Um, and this is apparently to circumvent the French short-haul flight ban issue. Um, and then today, on day four of the Paris Air Show, Zero Avia also announced its intent to supply engines to Air Kahana. I bet you haven't heard of that one, Tom. <laughs> I haven't heard of most of the ones you've just said, to be honest. <laughs> so Air Kahana is a brand new startup that's planning to offer low and zero carbon flights in California and the West Coast. We're just doing some research and, and publishing something on it now. So do check it out if you haven't heard of that one. I certainly hadn't. Mm. Um, so I, and I think that's about all 
from Paris so far. Um, there was a bunch of other stuff, but, you know, please do check out our dedicated hub on simpleflying.com yep. to see all the latest headlines and to keep an eye if there's anything coming out of day four, which I'm sure you're hoping mm. for, Tom. Yeah, well, watch this space. Never say never. Um, and I think, you know, next week on the podcast, maybe we can dive into some of the more interesting stories a bit more uh, rather than just I've, but like obviously we have the news this week maybe we have some features but watch the space and you can see what we come up with <laughs> absolutely yeah this was a whistle stop tour of the Paris Air Show so far and I hope you enjoyed it maybe we transported you to the wet and windy Le, Le Bourget for a few minutes there <laughs> um, but overall I think that's about all we've got time for on today's podcast we hope you enjoyed it and as always please do send us your feedback at editorial at simpleflying.com for more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave us a rating on your favourite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.